Welcome to KW Conversations, where we discuss the workforce and education issues that matter in the Louisville region. This show is brought to you by Kentuckiana Works, the region's Workforce Development Board. Welcome to another episode of KW Conversations. My name is Angela Wilson, Senior Program Director with Kentuckiana Works. Today, our topic is that we're going to talk to two mental health um, workers, and we're going to learn all about their, their role and their journey through the fields and their career paths. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to actually have them introduce themselves. So we're going to go ahead and start off with Lumella. Mella, would you um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, hello. Yes, I am Lumella Plenty, and I am one of the talent acquisition partners at Seven County Services. And so I take care of the recruiting side for mental health care workers. Wonderful. Thank you. Courtney? Welcome. All right. Well, I'm Courtney Seymour. I'm at LPCC, licensed professional clinical counselor at Seven Counties. Uh, my current role is a clinical supervisor at one of the child and family locations. Great, thank you. Thank you for taking your time out of, uh, taking time out of your day to help educate the job seekers because these conversations are really for people that, um, that might be interested into this field. So our conversation today is gonna um, provide guidance to them about what the process has been like for you um, provide them a lot of different um, resources. So what we typically like to do in these conversations is let's start off with the data, right? Um, and so we have a wonderful LMI department, which is the labor market intelligence. And um, what I asked her to provide is um, data as far as representation of people of color in the mental health field. Now we know mental health is broad, so there's a little bit of a breakdown. And um, one of the things we like to focus on, again, are um, what does the field look like uh, when it comes to people of color? So actually looking at the data, it does not actually indicate that there's a whole lot of underrepresentation of people of color when it comes to counseling and mental health services, the career cluster in our region. So when we talk about our region, we're talking about the greater Louisville, um, the Louisville metro area. Now to break that down a little bit, when it comes to total counseling and mental health services cluster, total diversity is about 24%. And out of that 24%, 18% identifies as black or African-American. When we talk about um, substance abuse, behavioral disorders and mental health counselors, the total work population in our region is about 27% total diversity. And again, out of that 20, 27% total diversity, 21% identify as black or African-American. Now, where we do see an underrepresentation is on the clinical side. Clinical counseling school psychologists that is only probably about 10% total diversity. And out of that 10%, only 4% identified as black or African-American. Um, so even with you know about 25% of the workforce has identified as um, a person of color, your interaction with someone 
three out of four times won't typically look like us. So knowing that, um, Courtney, I would like to start off with you. What was it that got you interested in this career path? Well, that's, that's an interesting question because when I was in high school, I definitely thought I was going to be on the radio. And um, then I went to school. I went to Western to join the media program there. And then I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not really interested in that. And then I started looking into the advertisement program and that wasn't a good fit. And so then it, it dawned on me, I really just want to help people and I want to be able to bring change into the world. And so that really got my attention and pulled me towards psychology and pulled me towards the counseling program at Western Kentucky. So um, it, that is what initially just wanting to bring that change and be a part of that. Wonderful. Um, so Lumella, I know um, in your role, um, it's very unique. You are that pivotal person that connects people um, to the opportunities in this career path. What got you interested in being that nucleus? Well, I started out in banking and higher education. And then I started working in the medical field and I was recruiting in the medical field for a number of years. And during that time, I realized that what I was doing, I, I was giving back to the community. I was helping physicians help their patients. And so over the course of time, that brought me to the mental health care industry. And I'm still able to do that. So I feel like I'm able to give back to the community. I'm helping people jumpstart their careers and they can serve the community in a way that's really needed. Great, well, thank you for that. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and I'm gonna direct this, um, this question to Courtney. Describe a little bit um, about your role, right? Um, today is a Thursday. Describe what will your day be like? What's your day like? Well, currently as a clinical supervisor, I um, have a particular number of staff that I supervise at our site, um, and all of those clinicians are seeing clients from ages as young as two to 17-year-olds, and then we also at our site, we serve eight, um, young adults, and then sometimes at, our, um, at this site also, if we are working with a child and we see that the parent is needing additional support, we also will um, open up the parent if needed as well. And so I am here as a support to my staff uh, to help them process their cases, to ensure that the client's needs are being met and making sure that um, the office um, needs are being met as well, as far as like scheduling and making sure the uh, clinical needs are being met for our clients. So um, on our day-to-day, -day, um, I'm having supervision. We also have students at our site as well. So currently we have four students um, that are doing their placements here. So we also have additional support for them um, as they transition from um, their getting their master's and then transitioning into the field. Wonderful. Lumella, tell us a little bit about, just, um, describe your role and um, I had to say typical, right? Because each day is different, but describe a day um, if we were standing alongside you um, on, a, on a Thursday. Well, my primary role is finding people who want to work in the mental health care industry. So I spend time, uh, I'm reviewing resumes for applicants, contacting them, scheduling interviews, find out what they're actually looking for and what path they want. 
with us uh, as a mental health care worker. So it can range anywhere from an entry level position all the way up to a clinician and everything in between and that support staff. I also uh, attend job fairs, uh, looking for different avenues to recruit people, hosting jobs. I'm going out everywhere, uh, you know, virtually and in person to find uh, people who are interested in working with us and also educating them about opportunities in our industry as a mental health care professional. And so a lot of people, they don't know what that entails. And so I try to share as much information as I can and let them know that you know, this is an opportunity to grow. We are a growing industry. And, you know, as most places in healthcare, we need people. And so look at the options, what your options are and where you can go, because there's so many directions you can go in mental health care. Absolutely. So that leads us to our next question, um, Lumella. As an HR manager, what is the process for someone who wants to work in this field, right? So someone, you meet someone at a job fair, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's that process like for them to, to start day one? Well, the first step is they have to apply for the positions that we have, and then we take them through the interview process. They will talk with me, and then I will try to get them an introduction with the hiring manager where they can learn more specific information about that role that they will be in. Mm -hmm. uh, once they go through the interview process, then we have the uh, pre-employment screenings that they go, that I take them through if they are offered a position with us. And so we do everything that we, uh, because you're working in healthcare, we have to screen everybody. And so you go through the, the normal process of checking references, doing background checks, verifying your education. Uh, pass a drug screen, uh, TB tests, and then uh, once you clear all the, those steps, and I'm right there beside them every step of the way, get them onboarded. And then from there, uh, their first day, they come and meet with our training institute, and they give them a background of the organization about their benefits package. And then they take them through the orientation process to learn about what we offer because with Southern counties, we are so big and that there's a lot out there that you're not gonna know right off the bat. So we wanna give them the information they need to get them started and then learn um, the training part with the systems that we work with so that they can be successful in their position. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, to continue that conversation a little bit, um, for those that are interested in the field um, and those that have a criminal, criminal history or a troubled past, what type of opportunities are available for them? Well, we are a second chance employer. And so what we ask is that they have a clean background check for the last two years. And if they have a clean background check, then there's a good opportunity that they can come work for us. And when you mean clean background check, as in no new activities or um, charges for the last two years, correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, so, Courtney, um, I would love to, to get your um, expertise on what type of person is best suited for this work. Because if you're thinking about the mental health field, you are dealing with... Um, 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 maybe a vulnerable population, 
right? So who would best be someone um, um, to enter into this type of um, caregiving role, no matter where they are in the organization? I think the, the one of the most important things a person has to have is compassion. You have to have a compassionate heart for people because as you mentioned, you know, people are coming in with different things that they need to get addressed in different stages. Um, and so you have to have compassion and meet people where they are. And then you also have, a, have to have a love for people in general, just being able to have a loving heart and want to be able to help in any kind of way. And so I think those things are um, key elements to be able to be successful in this field. Because if you don't have a compassionate and you don't have a loving heart for people, um, you know, this work would be exhausting after a while. And so I think those things are key elements to be able to uh, do great in this work, work in this field. Wonderful. Um, so Lumella, to add to that, right, um, compassion, um, kind heart, um, are there any other attributes? And as an HR recruiter, um, how do you, how do you vet that? Is it something that can be seen on a resume? Is it past experiences? How does someone convey that to you? It's all of those uh, things that you mentioned. And so what I'm looking for, definitely as Courtney mentioned, is someone who has compassion, who wants to work in the community. They have to be willing to work with a diverse population and not judge people. Um, they have to meet them where they're at. So mm -hmm. wherever that person is at in that stage of their life and they're seeking help from us, they need to be able to meet them where they're at, not pass judgment. Let's say if the person has an addictions problem, not look at them and say, well, it's your own fault that you're struggling with this addiction. But now what do we do from this point, where you're at today to move forward? And so those are the attributes that I'm looking for uh, with people that I recruit to come work for us. Yep. And so, um... Let's talk a little bit about the different career paths in this field, right? Um, let's start about maybe um, an entry level and then um, talk about um, um, some of the higher credential opportunities within the field. Sure. Starting out entry level, uh, a person can come work for us typically as a direct support specialist. Uh, basically, they may have a, a background as a caregiver. Uh, like a nursing assistant, uh, home health care, or something related to that. Uh, another avenue would be youth care workers, and that's working like with our uh, Bellwood and Brookline uh, offices. That's also residential homes where they work with youth, and we provide all the training to them, and they go through a three-week training program, and from there, it's basically working with youth, troubled youth, a lot of times the parents are caught up in the court systems or the children are headed towards foster care. And so it's basically, as long as you have a compassion for kids and working with them, uh, we will train you. And then uh, you kind of grow from there. Other areas is office work. Uh, you know, if you have just worked in an office somewhere, typing, receptionist, filing, then that's another avenue to start a career path with us. And then you can grow up from go up from there um, based on what you're looking for. Okay, um, Courtney, did you want to add to that? Um, especially because um, your route was, um, um, I, I would say, a little bit more traditional, right? Um, earning your um, undergrad and then your master's degree. 
Yes. And so um, coming out of school, I initially started off as a clinician. So I started off doing in-home with seven counties, and then I transitioned to office base. Um, after five years, I was able to move up. So there are opportunities to be able to move up in the field. And so then um, I'm now in my current position, which is the clin clinical supervisor at our site. And so um, to know that like it's not once you get into the field, you're stuck at that one position, there is opportunities to be able to move up. And another thing that has been interesting at seven counties that I've been able to do is like also being able to branch out, being able to be a part of like trainings and help with training new staff and getting them on board and getting things, um, set, get them set up um, to be able to be successful as well. Wonderful. And so we actually have um, um, a summer works program, right? Um, and so the um, the young adults there start as early as 16, trying to get um, experiences in a variety of different uh, fields. Um, and we have a cluster for healthcare, um, um, especially with um, seven counties, Lamella, do you have to be 18 or is there opportunities for someone at 16? For us, the minimum age is 18 years of age. Um, that you you have to be um, to start a job with us. Okay. So Pretty typically it's right out of high school, once right. they complete high school. Okay. So we've talked a lot about um, getting into the industry. So let's talk a little bit about staying power and retention. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, Louisville Business First held um, a Mentoring Monday event, um, and it's an opportunity to provide um, mentorship opportunities um, in connecting um, more seasoned individuals with um, um, women that are just now trying to get their feet wet um, in their careers. So I have mentorships, uh, mentorship on the brain. Um, can you both talk a little bit about um, the um, the mentors that you've had throughout your career and um, the value you found in those relationships. We can start can, off. Yes. I can, I can speak to that. Um, definitely, I would say the supervisors that I've had over the course of my career have um, had a huge impact on my uh, career and I keep in contact with them even if they're not my current supervisor. Um, but I keep contact with them, ask them for advice and direction for every move that I make in my career. I like to consult with them to get that guidance. But I remember starting in my uh, career and I needed that additional support and I, I didn't um, not take advantage of that, of like, I need to, to consult, I need to brainstorm, I need to pick their brain. And I also wanted to absorb as much knowledge and wisdom that they had and so that I can carry it, carry that on. And I find myself as a supervisor now sharing those same, that same information that I got from them with this, like the students or the staff that I currently supervise. So I, I definitely value the, the super previous supervisors and current supervisors that I have because they have more experience than me. And so I value the uh, wisdom that they have. Okay, wonderful. Mumela, you want to talk to us about your mentorship interactions? I would say mine is very similar to Courtney. Um, I've had mentors, usually previous bosses, managers that I've worked for, and developed those relationships with them and went to them for advice, uh, you know, as far as a career path, 
what I need to do to grow and even uh, changing positions uh, if I was going in a different direction. And so I have stayed connected with uh, previous managers that go back 30 years ago where I still have those relationships with them. And we've gone from you know that employer-employee relationship to now uh, a friendship that I can count on them for advice. Absolutely. And, and I know we're talking specifically about um, um, the mental health um, industry, but mentorship covers all avenues, right? No matter where you are, um, finding someone that could be that sounding board that could provide that direction um, and kind of help you along the way, right, um, is extremely important. So, um, I would love to hear how, um, how do medical professionals network, right? So we talked a lot about mentorships. I know I go to a lot of um, networking events, um, but you don't find a whole lot of folks in, in, the, in the medical field sometimes at those events. I don't know if it's because of the hours <laughs> um, or maybe it's a little bit like a, um, a secretive club um, that folks like to hang out, but interesting hearing, um, um, from you starting off, Courtney, how do medical professionals like yourself network? I know that they definitely have different conferences that a lot of people will go to, like there's the Kentucky um, Counseling uh, Conference that they have, and then they have the MFT conference. Some of them are locally, and then there's also some that are national. And so I know that is a way a lot of people collaborate and be able to network with one another about resources and what's new techniques that are new. Um, and a lot has shifted to online. And so when you think about online, there's different resources online that people are able to collaborate with. And I, I know, interestingly enough, a lot of my staff will say they are joined in different groups on Facebook where they uh, kind of network with each, with each other about resources in the community. Um, and so they will use social media as a way to also communicate with one another about resources. Wonderful. Um, Lumella, love to hear how you network. Well, from the HR side of it, I, I network with LSHARM, which is our local human resources management group, and then also a member of SHARM. Um, I also stay in contact with other people that I've met over the years. Uh, while I worked in healthcare, I stay connected to those individuals. Um, regardless if they're a physician, if they work in a manager capacity, and that way um, I can stay abreast of what's going on in healthcare. Absolutely. Um, I, I will say that um, Lumella and I have crossed paths in many networking circles over the years. So um, I'm getting to know Courtney, but I do know um, Lumella is a, an expert at networking. So um, just really getting out there and meeting new people. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more um, about your work. Um, and we'll go ahead and ask this question to Courtney. What is fulfilling about your work? And then on the flip side of that, what causes you the stress? What are some pain points? So I would so the first question you said was what what are what brings the the what your things do I like about my job? Mm -hmm. I would definitely. Yeah. Fulfilling. Yes. Um, this work is, is hard work. It is, but 
I love being able to see that change, that positive change, that healing that comes with the therapy that you are able to provide to the clients. And to be able to know that like, it may be impacting this one particular family, but this may be generational. It goes beyond that one family. And so I love the fact that it, it goes beyond just the client that's in your office, but it could be impacting this family from generations to come. And not only for that family, but for the community. And so I have loved the fact that I can at least be able to be a part of that and, and, and be able to see that healing that families are able to get as well. Now, on the flip side of that, what are some of the challenges? There's lots and lots of paperwork that comes along with this work. And so you do have to have um, be organized and be able to, um, to keep up with things and be able to also, one of the key things is also self-care. You have to be able to uh, be disciplined enough to know like, okay, I need to take a day off. I need to um, you know, schedule my appointment out a little bit further just so I can take care of myself, like to take care of yourself in the midst of also doing your job at the same time. So I think that is a key thing that a lot of people have to learn. It's like, oh, I can't just always be available to my client, but I also have to take care of myself in the midst of that. Yes, self-care is so, so important. So important. Um, thank you for mentioning that. Um, Lumella, what is fulfilling about your role? And again, what causes you stress? Right now, we know that um, um, there's a lot of uh, job opportunities, but even in my role, we're not finding a whole lot of job seekers um, attending <laughs> attending these events, right? So um, um, is, is that an area of stress on your end? That can be an area of stress, definitely, because um, I, want to, I want to be able to serve our various departments and help them to find the right people that they can work with as a team so they can service their clients. And so, yes, definitely, I, I would say with the, the environment that has changed with job seekers, uh, a lot of people have left the workforce. So yeah, that can keep you up at night and okay, what do I do next to try to find uh, the right individuals and excite them about uh, the, the passion that we have for serving our clients. So yes, that, that can be a challenging aspect of it. And so what do you love? What are some of the things you love about your job? Well, um, it's twofold. One, I always tell people when I uh, interview for positions is that I want to help you find the right career path, something that you can get excited about. And that if I was to call you up five years from now, you're still with the organization and hopefully you're growing with the organization. But this is something that you really enjoy. The second part of it is that in an indirect role, uh, as part of the support team, I am helping our clinicians help their clients. So it's like physicians, we're giving back to help them help their clients or their patients so that um, they can meet their needs. And so that's what I'm doing behind the scenes. I'm giving back to the community. That's what I get excited about. Absolutely, everyone has a role, right? Mm -hmm. um, everybody role is, is so important. And I, I can say again, um, Umala, you're such a people person, right? And so um, there's a lot of authenticity about you. And so someone that is encountering you and the statement about making sure that um, this is the right career path, 
even if it's not, um, um, I know that you um, have that conversation with them and can direct them um, in a place to, so they, they could have a chance to encounter something that works well for them. So, um, and it's nice to have those, right? Um, um, there's so many times um, the first interaction is almost a little bit like a checkbox, but you you bring the warmth, the warmth, the expertise in that um, um, I'm really trying to be of assistance to you and find the best um, people and persons um, to work for seven counties. Thank you. All right, so as we near the end of this um, conversation, um, I love to provide um, to people that are listening or watching, what resources would you recommend to people interested in working in this mental health field? Now, Courtney, you started off a little bit mentioning that there's a lot of social media resources, Facebook groups, um, any other um, resources that um, you could think of and provide. Although people that are listening and watching, there's two resources right now, right? Um, Mella and Courtney um, have offered their time and their expertise. Um, so we're, um, de they're definitely two resources, but any others we wanna mention to anyone that's listening? I would encourage people to go to sevencounties.org and explore some of the decisions that are on there, but also, uh, you know, to see what is available, like what are the fields, what are the positions that people are doing in the community. Um, and then I would also, if you're interested in going into this field, I know a resource that a lot of people use is like therapyaid.com. They go on there and you can look at different resources that um, people are using in session, if that is something that you're interested in. Um, and I would encourage people, you know, there's so much information on YouTube to go on YouTube and kind of do your research. Um, I think sometimes people just jump the gun and say, I'm just going to go back to school, but kind of take time, take your time and figure out like, what is, once I get this degree, what is that going to look like? And um, so do your research before, but I, I would encourage people to go to sevencounties.org and look at what are the positions and what does that look like and what could I move up into, so. That would be my recommendation. Wonderful. And then, um, so you mentioned therapyaid.com mm -hmm. um, in addition to sevencounties.org. Yes. All right, Lumella, um, someone walk up to you um, interested in the mental health field. What advice would you give them? What resources? I would tell them, again, to also research the area that they want to pursue. I mean, like at seven counties, we have several divisions. So do you wanna work in child and family services? Do you wanna work in addiction services? Do you wanna work with adults with mental illness or developmental disabilities? Do, what age group are you wanting to pursue? And then what the job, what type of job do you want to be involved with? I mean, you can go from you know, the entry level position, you could become a case manager where you're helping individuals find resources that they need to help that person um, in that recovery process that they're struggling with. Also, if you wanna become a clinician, um, what type of degree are you wanting to pursue? Is it in psychology or social work? And then get your master's degree um, and then your licensures from there. If you wanna be a CSW or LPCA or LPCAA or LCSW, I would tell people to really consider uh, where they want to end up at. What is their, their goal, even if it's five years from now and then 10 years from now? And where do you think that your passion will lie at 
with the group that you are servicing? What type of, what's the demographics that you wanna help? Wonderful. Um, so let's end by um, expressing anything that we didn't cover that um, you guys may want it to share. Um, so um, Lumela, I'm sure that there are a lot of opportunities right now within seven counties. Um, um, let the people know how to get in contact with you to, to follow up. Okay, they can reach me at um, five eight, well, 502-589-8600. They can call, that's our HR, uh, yeah, for our HR number, they can reach me that way. They can also reach us at talent acquisition at sevencounties.org. And that way they can talk to me or one of the other HR professionals about career opportunities that we have to offer. And we're glad to have that conversation with them and help them to decide if this is something they wanna do and then possibly look at a career path that they're interested in. One of the nice things that we do is that we do offer tuition assistance. So if somebody is wanting to go that next step and get that degree and maybe the finances are not really available, then there's a possibility that we can help that person uh, with the education that they need, uh, or if they already got the degree and now they wanna figure out where to use it. I can sit down and talk to them about that. Right. Courtney, anything else to add? No, I would, I would encourage anyone that is interested in the field to, to like I mentioned, do the research, kind of explore what you, do you wanna do? What population would you wanna serve? Um, and then I say, go for it. Um, definitely uh, don't hesitate if you if you know that you have that burden on your heart to take that leap and just try it. And then, you know, you figure out what is gonna be the best fit. Absolutely. Well, great. Thank you so much, um, Courtney and Lumella. This was a very exciting conversation. You guys both dropped um, some really great gems. Um, I really appreciate hearing about um, both your journeys into this field, um, what your day is like, um, and just answering some of the burning questions that someone, um, a job seeker, uh, might be thinking. So um, definitely appreciate both of your time. And um, again, make sure everybody check out the resources that was mentioned here um, on our um, KW Conversations. And yeah, we concluded another KW conversation and we will talk with you soon. Thanks for tuning in to KW Conversations. Visit KentuckianaWorks.org to find labor market data, resources for job seekers and employers, and much more.